0: This guy's got 56% or 57% of his portfolio in things that start with B, which you would think is good because Brent starts with B, but it's not. As we clearly explained earlier in this episode, you need to invest in things that start with A for the Adam Levy effect.
1: what's up everyone this is adam ruthless levy and welcome to flagship friday we got me in the booth and we got brent philbin he needs a nickname i'm not sure what it is yet but he we got brent philbin on on in the other side of the booth today we don't have kareem baruke he doesn't need a nickname he's just got a really good name to begin with uh yeah but his
0: nickname would not be pc anyway
1: But so, Brent, uh, did you want to fill everyone in with what's been going on? Or actually, wait, first, I forgot this. Today is our 72nd flagship Friday in a row. That means we've gone. I mean, it's a lot of back to backs to back to back that we've done. We haven't missed
0: one. That's pretty good. Yeah. And this one almost didn't happen. So like you were about to ask about there. I went ahead and got some nose surgery earlier this week. We did release an episode, but uh, that that episode actually got released pretty late. Because so I think the day or two after that, I got a bloody nose while I was asleep. And, like, when I say bloody nose, I don't mean, like, a little bit. Like, it was fucking gushing. And oh, God, I, Brent. <laughs> yeah, it was nasty. And I had to go to the hospital. Like, I couldn't get it to stop. And I've never had any bloody nose until I moved to Austin. And I had it a couple of months ago, too, but it stopped. So this, I had to go in. I was in the ER for four hours, and they couldn't stop it, so they put a nose tampon up my nose. Uh, That's what they described it as. It was a nasal packing, and it literally just, there was this giant tube, like, hanging out of my nose. They pumped some, like, air into, and... You're, you're, I feel like people believe you. You're just going very much into
1: detail. There could, I mean, maybe there's, like, three women listening to us, and they might be super, you know, we gotta cater somewhat. I don't know. I don't know
0: how far you want to go in in depth on this. The, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like they put it in there, and then okay. I had to leave that in there for three days, and it's just this giant piece of thing in my nose. I have a lot more sympathy for our female counterparts now that I know they have to do this all the time. This oh was awful. God. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't do anything. God. And then they pulled it out, and they had to burn pieces of my nose shut. They had to cauterize oh. it because it couldn't. It wouldn't stop bleeding. So. Yep, I'm fresh off the nose carterizations and I can't breathe. I'm not going to be able to... I'm not even allowed to blow my nose for a week. This is awful. But yeah, that's why we almost didn't have a flagship because I couldn't talk until like six hours ago. So Yeah, so in
1: uh, (laughs) summarizing, Brent just had a little bit of runny nose uh, and a bloody nose and yeah, he couldn't talk. So we got him
0: back and uh, we're ready to go. Yep, so we released that awesome new one-on-one series for decred. I don't know if you listened to it yet, but it was a great episode. You did. I couldn't talk. So like, even though I'm the only one on the episode, I had to message Adam and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to write this for you. Can you record an intro for me so I can post this? Because I couldn't even physically do that. So, uh so you could have done the Stephen the
1: you, you you could have done, you know, the voice to done like the voice to robot
0: kind of audio like Stephen Hawking where i type it out and then it's just like <laughs> instead of me. Uh yeah, I I used to be such a jerk. I used to use that thing that was for deaf people that was a uh, uh something relay, like IP relay or whatever, and I would prank call people with it and make the IP relay people say mean stuff. I was not a nice kid. Anyway, uh <laughs> i could have used that i guess and coming up i had to cancel a bunch of interviews this week that we had that we had ready to go but uh they've they've all rescheduled luckily so we've got a 101 series coming up on IOST and a couple other really cool interviews in the works so that's going to be cool and that's it that's it for our for our pre-show banter let's get to the rapid fire All right. So first up, we got
1: Origin Trail. They've somehow managed to s- track down all of the stolen Binance coins with their network. And They've do you know much about down? Origin Trail?
0: Have you heard of them prior? I, I don't. I don't know what they do. I just remember reading this. They track them so they know where they're going. So it's not like they found the guy who stole them, but they know which coins are which. And I don't know how their network helps with it as opposed to, like, just tracking stuff via the Bitcoin blockchain. But apparently they've tracked all of it. So maybe that's something to look into. I always thought they were stupid because the name was just clearly supposed to be nostalgic for Oregon Trail. So I ignored them as a legitimate project.
1: Yeah, I remember they popped up maybe late early January, maybe late December 2017-18. And... They seemed interesting, but it was just, you know, at some point there were just so many coins, so many ICOs, things just kind of get lost in the shuffle a little bit. But it's cool to see them popping up again a year and, and a half later.
0: Yeah, maybe we'll look into them one day. I don't know if they're like high enough on the market cap to really check out. But if you're part of the Origin Trail team, reach out to us. Maybe we can make something happen
1: yes and then the next one in rapid fire is neo receives a hundred million in funding and i feel like this is just good and and people are losing a bit of faith in the the china i would i'm sorry i forgive my well forgive me just not uh, not having any words to even say yeah we're wow i'm just in some loop where i can't even talk okay (laughs) basically i don't know what is it the chinese yen no yeah Right.
0: Uh yeah, that's their currency, yes.
1: Yeah, so apparently the a lot of the Chinese people have been losing faith in, you know, because of the the tariffs with the US that uh there's been a lot of money flowing into Bitcoin and I think somewhat Neo too. So, I mean, it's good to see that they're getting 100 million dollars of funding for the Neo's ecosystem and uh you know it's supposed to develop their infrastructure bolster their institutional collaborations and you know just a bunch of kind of tech mumbo jumbo that they that they say to kind of make it sound way cooler than it is synergy was used i mean that's just a cool it's a buzzword
0: i wonder why they needed 100 million dollars right like that's a it's a lot <laughs> to to have to put up to a blockchain that should in theory be running on its own but We'll see how it goes. We were fans of Neo I have softened on neo quite a bit based on some of the news that's come out. We probably do owe them a revisit on a 102 sometime soon but right now I actually don't hold any so
1: yeah it's an interesting coin uh and we'll see where this goes so the last one you want to tackle that or I mean I guess this is one that I added but it's pretty simple
0: yeah well Delioti that the company that wouldn't let me go into their private why event. are you saying del Deli-Odi? delioti deloitte whatever i don't know Deloitte, De- Scum scumbags that would let me come in to their event are going to be working primarily on ethereum in 2019 with some uh v chain specific clients so that's interesting they're again one of the big accounting firm or uh auditing firms one of the big four and you know i'm interested to see what happens with V chain i'm still trying to figure out what to do to source coffee from that's tracked on blockchain you cannot do it with that blockchain bean that's only like one specific roaster and they didn't even bother to talk back to me when i emailed them so uh, we'll see i we'll, we'll see if i can find a way to get some blockchain coffee out there but in the meantime them working on ethereum is a good thing yeah for
1: sure i think they're they plan on having a big project that comes out in the later part of 2019 this is just all, all i have one more of... rapid fire i forgot oh sure oh, I'm Sorry. Sure. Go ahead. I was just saying this is just a lot of stuff from consensus, you know, a lot of news popping off and just there's probably going to be some more things that come out of there soon enough.
0: Keep your eyes peeled. Obviously, this market has gone a little bit crazy. People think that might be consensus related. I don't know. I'm just happy to see portfolio values going up. I'm not going anywhere. I'm still here. We're still presenting the news. So uh, my final rapid fire, I forgot to add in here. Uh, I have been unbanned from Coinbase. Wow. I can no longer say that I'm banned from Coinbase every time. Basically, I saw that credit card that they had, and I was like, I want that. I, that looks cool. I want to get that. I didn't realize it was for non-US. So <laughs> I went through the trouble, got unbanned. It took me like three weeks. They even opened up two support tickets for the one thing somehow. So I had to upload all the documents twice, and my ID verification where you have to like go through that inside the app, I did that. Plus, I also had to upload the same ID both to both support tickets. But in the end, they finally un- unblocked me. So, two years of no Coinbase activity. I still don't intend to use Coinbase, but I'm good. not banned anymore. So uh, this is this is good because we didn't,
1: you know, the Coinbase bit was getting a little old. We had to mention it just about every you know, podcast. So uh yeah i'm I'm pretty pumped hopefully everything goes right you can make a deposit or something and use it and you don't get banned again because we might just keep hearing that for till the end of time
0: well now i'm just gonna say whenever we talk about coinbase i'm gonna say yeah i was banned from coinbase before great
1: now now you're just doing this just to get me a little bit (laughs) so moving on to the main the entree the the dinner portion yes this one brent called it i mean this is a great brent call out another one that we have this is probably the third one that i've noticed since i've been on the show that you've called out or maybe this is just me reiterating the second one but cryptopia has gotten is getting liquidated and brent would you like to talk more about that
0: yeah i so they they are now officially entering liquidation i feel like we might have missed this but apparently they reopened deposits and withdrawals at some point And I would have definitely put the warning out there if it came up. I definitely know what I did. But how stupid do you have to be to deposit money onto Cryptopia after that hack? (laughs) Like, that's like, how obvious does a trap need to be before you don't fall for it? (laughs) Uh, Hey, guys, no, we're, we're accepting deposits, it's fine. Come on in. What are you talking about? You just, uh, so anyway, yes, they have now gone into liquidation. I don't know if they got more. Deposited or more withdrawn during that period, but you were only allowed to withdraw Bitcoin, Doge, and Litecoin, I think. Wow. But yeah, they got shut down. Right when they got shut down, they went into maintenance mode, and the graphic was don't panic. We're just in maintenance mode. <laughs> but the result of the maintenance mode was that <laughs> they were getting liquidated. So you're only going to get whatever percentage of that liquidation they decide to award to you, which is unfortunate for anybody on Cryptopia. Like, I'm sorry if you're on there. I'm not sorry if you put money on there after that all happened because that's just that's just not smart. But uh, I do really feel bad for everybody that got screwed on there and hopefully everybody gets close to 100% of their money and maybe a forced huddle will be good for some people. Funny enough, I
1: had some random person, just like a really random friend that I haven't spoken to years that I didn't even know. I didn't even know that she knew what blockchain or cryptocurrency was and she was like oh no cryptopia ah and then there were multiple people (laughs) in the thread that of just saying oh man i got mine out last week or oh no what happened that's just another (laughs) thing i didn't see anyone not like a poker player not a gamer it was just like some random girl who i know from vegas was just posting about it
0: so i hope everything on her end works out yeah i think that they were the only place that I could get Spank Chain when I originally got it. Actually, i might have got it on either Delta. I don't remember, but that would have been the only way I ended up on them. But
1: yeah, I, I had yep. some I remember I got I had like a hundred dollars on there, bought some really low cap coins, and it took me so long just to get that hundred dollars off. It was, it was kind of ridiculous, but eventually I got it off. And I guess we both of us, maybe I heeded your warning and you saw
0: the writing on the wall yeah hopefully just a reminder that was in April of last year so I think it was April it was over a year ago we were we were trying to call this so we get shit wrong don't get me wrong yeah but there are very few things that we plant our fucking flag on and say don't touch this shit you know we'll even hedge our bets on something like Tron and say I don't know maybe they'll find a way but when we plant the flag like Substratum or Cryptopia or any, any of this shit like you know I'm not saying that we're we're always gonna be right but take a second do some more research and Really try to disprove us on something like that. For sure.
1: And uh, now to the next, not this next segment, but the next piece that we have. This is another Brent, but I'm definitely going to interject here because I also read about that. It's Actually, uh, well, actually, I will let you go, Brent. What, what happened with right. Starbucks, Whole
0: Foods? This was a big story, but the headline was... And this is Bullish or Bullshit, Adam. And, and you've read the article, so unfortunately, it's not like you can guess. But listeners out there, think about this as we say it. Bullish or Bullshit, the title is Starbucks and Whole Foods Accept Crypto. Starbucks and Whole Foods Accept Crypto. Think about what that statement is and now think, is it bullish or bullshit? And the answer, normally we would go to Adam, but like I said, you've read this article. Uh, it is bullshit. They are not accepting cryptocurrencies, but... They do have a way to pay with a QR code, and now there's a company called Flexa that has made a partnership with 15 different retailers where Flexa will convert your currency for you and let you pay with your smartphone in a QR code. So it's a three-step removed, which is a lot closer than you can get now, but apparently there's no liquidation fees or anything like this, and they're partnered with Gemini, so you can use Gemini US dollars or you can use uh, your crypto. So that's kind of cool, but nobody can really use it yet. Only if you were at That's Consensus. not true
1: because I actually um, opened an account. Can you use it? I mean, well, I haven't actually, I didn't actually go that far, but I mean, basically I have access. I can put money into the Ether wallet or other ones, Bitcoin, Gemini dollar, Bitcoin cash. It Not seemed like it, it was you needed an invite code or something, but then I just signed up and it worked. And I haven't As actually of
0: March 13th. It was only for the people. Oh, Consensus, there we but go. I've opened it up since.
1: No, 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 no. You need an invite to actually click on. I'm doing it now. You, you need an invite to click on the specific retail stores.
0: But okay. it, it's so, still, you
1: know, maybe at some point it'll be. This is more, I think, in the beta, you know.
0: Yeah. It, well, it seemed... Yeah, I guess beta-ish. It uses a wallet called Spend, which is really annoying. It's a misspelled Spend, which tilts me. I like. I don't know why they. They're like, no, oh, no, no. Hot I, was I, a thing, so we got to make it Spedden. It's that's too. And it, it honestly, it honestly turns
1: me off a lot too because this is an app that's help, trying to go for mass adoption and you're naming it something that is a very niche thing yeah it's pretty well known for us but anyone who's trying to adopt this in the future who's like oh i can just use this at whole foods well i want to get that that's pretty cool let me get my bitcoin in there or whatever they're not going to know about hold already? and they're going to be like wait why is it called sped and it's just it's just going to cause annoying issues maybe it doesn't matter it's right stupid. now Pick because any can other just- word in
0: the english language yeah, but they can just
1: rename it at some point once they begin go- they move forward, I yeah. guess, but call it in beaker. The, yeah.
0: Call it light. Call it uh stare. I don't know. Call it anything, but don't call it spin. Yeah. Uh yep, and it's only on Apple, which is weird because crypto is definitely more integrated with the Android community. So, uh that that's most of the time the crypto apps come out first on Android if they're only going coming out on one or the other. I don't so think it's that weird. weird. But I think I, you know, the Winklevoss t- twins—they just seem like iPhone Mac guys. Not gonna lie. Well, they're not really involved in this. This is a th- this is a project called Flexa, but they've made a partnership with them. So, oh, okay, Flexa has their own coin and everything. So, we'll see how that ends up going. Uh, but anyway, it is bullshit. But functionally, obviously, with some spread issues, you're going to be able to spend your crypto at Starbucks. So, yeah, that so good. that's
1: o- ultimately cool.
0: So yeah, it's bullish as far as like, it's a good thing, but it's bullshit the way they wrote the article because Starbucks accepting Bitcoin is not a thing yet. (laughs) All right. So apparently there's going to be a crypto 60 minutes episode or there already was or something like that. What do you got? Uh, I think it's actually
1: airing this Sunday and it's pretty cool. So the clip that I was able to watch was a 40 second clip with Anderson Cooper and the guy who paid for pizza 10,000 bitcoin for pizza you know in 2010 that was the first transaction may 22nd so i guess that's why it's coming out next week because that's that's national bitcoin day i think ah uh, okay yeah yeah bitcoin pizza day i guess all over the world celebrate bitcoin pizza day yeah i guess that's you know a commemorative day so should we get pizza you don't really have to give me an excuse to get pizza <laughs> But so the guy's name is Laszlo Hanyetz. I, I forget. He's from Florida, actually. So way to go, Florida. And Hey,
0: Florida man. Hey, does something the, good the, for once.
1: Yeah. The Anderson Cooper <laughs> I just asked the most annoying question. Like, uh, how does it feel that you gave up $800 million
0: in Bitcoin? You know, and it's like. See, that's such the wrong way to ask that question. How does it feel to be the first person who did a transaction and believed in a decentralized crypto decentralized medium of peer-to-peer exchange yeah put propelled it forward to the point where that transaction that you made is worth today this much money not how do you feel being stupid and spending that on pizza for sure but this is just he didn't uh, spend on pizza like who starts it you know
1: yeah it's true it definitely could have been someone but it just seems like for pizza it's just so innocuous that it kind of you know I'm sure there's, you know, silk road stuff, but this is just pizza. You know, it's a very simple, tangible thing. Like, wait, I can pay for this and get a pizza that that that's that's just very simple and cool.
0: Yeah, why aren't they asking people, "Hey, do you feel bad that you spent a million dollars on cocaine?"
1: <laughs> like the people yeah. that used the, the silk road. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know if that really worked for 60 minutes, but so <laughs> just to clarify the math guys out there, I know that it's 80 million of te- for 10k Bitcoin, but he said that he spent over 100k Bitcoin back then, but that was literally like a dollar <laughs> or whatever yeah. it was, you know, it, it was just pocket change compared to today. And also in the article or also in the, the news piece is they're going to have the Federal Reserve Governor uh, I'm not really going to say the names I don't think it really matters that much but the, uh, the director of the MIT Media Labs Digital Currency Initiative the CEO of Ooh. Genesis Mining and also the name that you actually do know is Charlie Schrem who is one of Bitcoin's first millionaires and if you watch Beyond Bitcoin I think that's what the documentary betting was on, on Netflix betting, uh... betting, betting on Bitcoin sure sure. whatever one
0: it was but i remember
1: him talking uh being involved in that documentary uh for a good amount and yeah i mean so all of those people are gonna be on there and i think it'll be pretty interesting and to be honest this is just another bull sign i think we need to ring the bell maybe we (laughs) if they're having these people 60 minutes is probably one of the more old-timey shows on television that still does very good it seems like it does pretty honest journalism for the most part so when someone's going to watch 60 Minutes on Sunday night it's going to be a lot of people who might not normally be exposed to it and I I, I think that it's, it's a convenient a conveniently timed to have this
0: up I think a lot of people are going to get called by their grandparents be like hey I saw your crypto thing on the news the other night heard that somebody spent 800 million dollars on a pizza is that how your grandma talks uh i don't know which old person that was it was just a <laughs> generic old person accent but i can't do what i normally do to change my voice so yeah that's all i had sorry fair enough so yeah. i think
1: that's pretty much it uh except for one more story with uh which was yeah, a pretty right. big story rent's gonna cover this one we're backed B-A-K-K-T released uh, an updated roadmap for their launch and they're aiming for July. And now to anyone who may not know what BACT is, would you like to explain?
0: Yeah, BACT, as we've we've talked about a couple of times, but BACT is a regulated futures uh, contract settlement group here in the United States. They're basically trying to kind of form a regulated exchange of those futures. Uh, so they're getting a lot of hype along with like anytime somebody mentions an etf but what's crazy is they're going to have a lot of the actual physical custody and not allow even though they're going to be a a futures trading market it's all going to be physical delivery so there's not going to be a whole lot of like risk of losing the money right yeah so they put out an updated roadmap for their july release they're going to have both daily and monthly settlement contracts now before it was going to be just daily on the prices. Uh, the prices are going to be using tools that will filter out the like scammy wash trading sites, but they weren't specific on how those tools worked, but they would detect wash trading for the price and filter that out. They're also putting in $35 million into the clearinghouse risk waterfall, whatever that means. But basically they're putting up 35 million of their own dollars in order to buy some crypto. And have li- liquidity for these people and their contracts. And they have an in house custodian of the crypto. This still needs to be approved, but they'll be insured. They'll hire cybersecurity firms, hopefully, not Rudy Giuliani's cybersecurity firm. The fuck that man owns a cybersecurity firm? I don't understand. Can I just pause need- for a
1: second? Can you tell me what? I don't really understand what a custodian is. So the, the person
0: who holds the funds, basically, like it would normally that's be like, that's a just bank. like
1: oh, but, it's just like, oh, it's just as in custody. Yeah, like it's, it's just basically like a bank is a custody custodian.
0: They're going to be holding the crypto assets in like cold storage or whatever. And somebody or a group is going to be in charge of it. So, you know, hopefully they learn their lesson from Quadriga and they've got a better option. So they're going to have cybersecurity firms, uh compliance firms that specialize in anti-money laundering. And blockchain analytics firms that are all going to be a part of the custodial part. So hopefully, they'll come up with a way to hold these coins in a relatively risk-free environment. They'll be insured as well, if I didn't say that. And hopefully, that'll be good for the United States and crypto.
1: Definitely. I I think there's been a lot of these. Hopefully, that'll be good for the United States and crypto
0: things popping up the last week, last few weeks. Yeah, we're the last place that's going to be doing it as like a transaction. Like the mcdonald's isn't going to be taking crypto here anytime soon but we are still going to help drive it forward and make it a good choice for other countries to start using it more likely so yeah it's
1: a lot of the things is not necessarily of what impact it's going to have on the u.s like it's definitely going to have impact but sometimes it's more about like it's like whatever the u.s says a lot of times other countries kind of follow in line, or they know that, uh-oh, the U.S. is saying this about that. Uh-oh, that's not good for you know the world of, of crypto. Right. So it's more of just kind of figuring out where they stand a lot of times, which is what important. what's important.
0: Yep, I agree. We'll, we'll keep reporting on back. It's always been considered a good thing. Obviously, totally centralized. It's going to ruin the idea of crypto, but it does make it more mainstream. So that's only good.
1: And uh, I think we're going to move on to the. Actually, I I think because we kind of got, we're making some good progress here. I do want to just say that the Bitcoin price and just everything that we've been seeing this week, I kind of feel like I don't necessarily, when I'm trying to go like TA on it, technical analysis, but what do you really think of what's going on? Do you have any thoughts?
0: I I don't uh I feel like something can be attributed to consensus because when a giant group of like minded people get together and start getting hyped up on stuff they're going to you know propel forward and be like ah I gotta buy some more stuff yeah uh, news has only been good over the last year I mean we have really been puzzled as to why it's very
1: true things have yeah. been dumping
0: like it's only been getting better so. Uh, other than like exchange hacks and stuff like that like we've had a lot of really positive development a lot of good direction forward so it's very strange that the price was doing as bad as it was does that mean that we are overvalued undervalued equal valued to what we're supposed to be no idea i have no clue really but don't know i still feel that the fundamentals of the coins and projects that are involved are the important pieces so we continue to learn about the fundamentals and learn about the tech you know, have I been purchasing during this uh, period? Yes, but I've I also purchased during a bunch of the other down downward spirals. So uh, yeah. I have no idea if these are going to be good purchases or not. Would I like it to get back to you know twenty k Bitcoin, sixteen hundred Ethereum, and all that stuff? Yeah. Do I think that's likely? Not right now. Do I think that I'm wrong? Probably. Uh, it's it's very it's very fun to watch. All of the people post about how they told you so. You know, you have like the people, I guarantee you, everybody out there predicted everything that's happened. Somebody out there has predicted everything that's happened so far. It may even be the same person, but definitely there's going to be a person who predicted correctly that this is what was going to happen at consensus and all that shit. So now they're getting all kinds of notoriety like, see, I knew it. I knew it was happening. It's fascinating to to me to see how many
1: people are results oriented even I feel like a lot of people know what results oriented mean. It's kind of like self-defining in the words kind of just say what it is, but in poker, let's say you have a percentage of like, I'm 70% to win this hand and they're 30% to win. And a lot of times like you lose that because it's still 30%. That's still three in 10 times. You're going to lose that. And people will be results oriented. Like, ah, I screwed up here. Oh man, I shouldn't have done that. I knew it. I knew I was going to lose. And it's like, Kind of confirmation bias, you know, yep. or or you're trying to work out why you lost, and a lot of times you just go immediately to ah uh, like thinking that it somehow had to do the like the result had to do with it. You should have seen something, and sometimes it's just you just lost, you know. So these people that are like up, oh, you shouldn't, you know, I knew it, I knew it was going to go down, or I knew it was going to go up. It kind of goes both ways, and you just need to understand that results are not. It's more about your process. It, both prior to the results. Exactly. I think it's just a good 100%. metaphor for poker to real life.
0: I echo all of that. So since you brought up poker, I will say unequivocally that this is good for the World Series of Poker. That uh, this is... <laughs> the overlap of crypto and poker is big. And the World Series yes. of Poker is only two weeks away. So this is going to be very, very big for the at least the early events and then later events if it keeps up. Because people who were on the fence as to which events they were playing or whatever... If they had a bunch of money in crypto, they just got a bunch of extra funds that they may want to pull out or make make them feel more comfortable about spending their actual money so for sure, for sure, ooh, I just said actual money in a really cringy way. that's not what I meant by that. <laughs> Fiat, not actual money
1: <laughs> it'll it'll be all right i I think they'll forgive you uh you're operating at <laughs> whatever percent I feel like you're doing pretty good, you're doing
0: pretty good for you know just coming out of. <laughs> I, uh, have Someone you seen me invasive, like bowing no away surgery. from the microphone a bunch of times I, it's literally to take breaths so that they don't come on i'm like breathing super heavy because i can't breathe through my fucking nose so i'm like <sighs> i'm doing but i'm doing it away from the mic because i have great mic technique there you go look, look at me
1: yeah you but respect your mic technique so the next section i think that was a good healthy discussion by the way i do want to just clarify that we are definitely not financial advisors. Nope. I know we say this all the time. I'll we'll probably say it at the end. But this is just healthy discussion on the market, the space that we are in. And I think it's important to just kind of have these you know, little little, little talks sometimes. Right.
0: And And I think the most important thing here is, have I been adding and it, do I still continue to plan to add to my own portfolio? And the answer is yes. So... If that's the answer, then clearly I think that the price is going to continue an upward trend. But I don't care what the price is next year. I don't care what the price is in eighteen months. I, I don't care what it is in three years. I care what it is in the very vast far future. Once we are, we've put out six hundred episodes, and Carter Thomas has put out three. Exactly.
1: Oh yeah, there you go. Think that's the. I don't know who this Carter Thomas is, but apparently he is. In two days, shots
0: fired. Pew pew pew, pew. <laughs> Yeah, uh, shots fired by the Z-Man in the crypto Discord. Carter Thomas is one of the other biggest crypto podcasts. At least he was. And he just released his first crypto podcast in eight months. So it was called Holy Bandwagon Batman, or that's just what the Z-Man said. I don't know. Uh, He said it was a bull run alert. To put this in perspective, he said, Crypto Basic Podcast has released over 60 podcasts during that time span. All we need now is Doug Polk to release a crypto video this week, and it's on like Donkey Kong. But Doug Polk's traveling. That's so hilarious. He can do hilarious.
1: I do want to say that sometimes, uh, actually, I was going to, I don't know why, I was going to be like, well, 60 episodes downplay it as a, you know, quality over quantity. But I do think that you guys have done a great job this past year at just being on it all the time. And I think overall, the quality is pretty damn good
0: we've had some misses we've had some shitty episodes we gave ourselves like bad awards for shitty episodes right but for the most part it's a learning experience for 95% sure five percent of them so you know we don't put it out unless we like it so we scaled that's back. a good rate we we're doing three a week but we scaled back because that ended up being way too much work uh but you know that's uh that's part of the biz and i think maybe maybe we'll end up scaling up in the other direction if things end up working out but uh it's been great i'm glad we did it and i'm glad we can we can say we never left y'all for sure i think that is really
1: a big deal you know when you're when it when it's down and you think hey the crypto space sucks there's not like people aren't talking about it oh no what's gonna happen but ultimately we knew this was gonna happen eventually you can't just keep making money hand over foot every single day yeah you know and you just
0: have to stick through it stick through the the cold winter the long night Oh, don't don't bring up Game of Thrones flashbacks.
1: Uh, I'm going to be so happy when Game of Thrones is over, so I don't have to hear anyone's opinion on Game of Thrones, hopefully ever <laughs> again.
0: Here's I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an opinion on Game of Thrones without being spoilery. Like what I don't like about the season, the last couple episodes is you have to watch the after the episode thing to even understand where the characters' heads are at because they don't show you. You have to listen to the creators be like, oh, and this is why this happened and this happened and this happening. You're like, oh, OK, that's why that character thing that made no sense happened. But like you had to explain it to me in a post episode commentary. That sucks. So, eh, I mean, I,
1: I just like the show. I'm not really going to, you know, it's, it's hard to make a massive gargantuan set like this. I remember seeing the behind the scenes of King's Landing and I was like, wow. The fact that they actually didn't just do some scaled little, you know, like a little RC car, you know, RC or whatever, like, you know, scale down. And who knows how much they had to pay Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. He apparently he was a uh, extra, which I guess is just a cool thing. If you're ultra celebrity, Anderson Cooper was a white walker. Uh, There were I think uh, the guys from always Sunny in Philadelphia were in there as well in the first season. But uh
0: yeah. There's, yeah there's been a bunch of random stuff.
1: Yeah. Enough Game of Thrones right. stuff. Right, enough Game of Thrones. But so yeah, I guess there was an, a mailbag question and it's actually kind yeah, of hilarious. The Z man yet again, the Z man's uh, having yeah, a hot who week. Yeah. was also our shots fired. Yeah. He uh he says for Flagship Friday, the BBs, the I guess you know, uh the, what does BBs mean? Uh, the basic bitches uh yeah, want to buddy. know if The Adam Levy effect is actually a thing or not. And there are quotations over the Adam Levy effect. And he then posted a chart that says, since since I started co-hosting the Crypto Basic podcast on March 9th, 2019, Bitcoin's price has increased by 106%. And I don't think it's a coincidence. I think that. No, I don't think so either no i i think it's just very clearly you know i came on and i was like hey check out these bull signals cause i don't know and then it just resonated throughout the entire space 100 million whatever came into the 100 billion came into the market cap for all of cryptocurrency you know and i i think it was it was pretty much just all me i'm yep, i'm, I'm so saying too. this uh, i'm just just joking just want to let that out there don't make it like some
0: sound bite where you know i seem if you look at the chart right if you draw a line from the day that you started until now and then draw it down and then draw it back up kind of like you were about to draw a star but you stopped you will have the classic o man pattern and we all should have seen that coming <laughs> it's been there like that is what was happening so that oh created God. the minotaur market and it and it brought us up to here reverse dragon Daenerys, dragons and all that it, it we should have seen it so it's clearly the reason we talked earlier we were being really reserved this is the actual real reason for the price of bitcoin going up can't say the same for the alts but bitcoin definitely related to the adam Levy that's effect. quite
1: a good throwback that's my from the irc days that's actually how me and brent i mean we knew each other from magic the gathering forever ago but then we were on irc which was basically discord in 1994 in the the very few first few days of the internet and it was i mean it was honestly awesome there were just private chat rooms and then there just became like hashtag mtg rooms or hashtag poker and that's how you would kind of communicate with all these people and it's kind of wild because i could still name five people that i even think of five people that i communicated with it might even be more if i really think about it probably 20 25 people that to this day i still am at least an acquaintance with from the irc days which is kind of wild for how vastly huge the internet is
0: yeah and a decent amount of them you might even still refer to as their irc name at some point yeah like for sure there's yeah there and the, the name we're referring to is the oman part there the oman was the irc name for adam uh mine was either sexy stud thang or drago blue i don't remember what time there you it was, go yeah we all had ridiculous names. names
1: but so, so we were like 12
0: <laughs> yeah definitely it
1: was it was hilarious and uh now we're back we've been reunited and we're doing the crypto basic podcast and the one of the last yep. where, where we actually got a new maybe not a new section is this the first time we've done this on air i don't know
0: but have you done a? We're doing a portfolio I roast today. I haven't today. done it in a while. Okay. Yeah, we didn't get great feedback from these, so we stopped doing them. People are like, they're basically the same the whole time. But Dingus was like begging to get it roasted, and uh, he's a Patreon member, so they get what they want. So there's, we're gonna roast this thing. So it's a portfolio roast now. Now Adam in the chat, he didn't understand the point of this and he was like, no, this is a solid portfolio all around. Can't really say anything bad. I'm like, no, that's how it works. If you're on the fucking portfolio roast, you get roasted. So here's the percentages. I'm going to read them out and then I'm going to you know, go off. So 33% Bitcoin, 27% Ethereum, 13% Binance, 11% BAT, 5% USDC, 4% TUSD, 3% PAX, 3% DAI. So the first thing I'm going to say is this guy's got 56% or 57% of his portfolio in things that start with B, which you would think is good because Brent starts with B, but it's not. As we clearly explained earlier in this episode, you need to invest in things that start with A for the Adam Levy effect. (laughs) Now it coalesces over to Bitcoin, but maybe you should put your money in some things like, I don't know, ADA for instance. Yeah, you're with this BAT, BNB, BTC crap. Also, I, I don't know if you saw the, the article lately, but the 27% Ethereum. Basically, Vitalik discovered sex and he stopped <laughs> developing Ethereum is what happened. So if you don't know that, now you know. Stupid choice. Great oh, job. Here. But no, here's the real piece of this, this portfolio that really actually grinds my gears. I don't know what is going on here. He diversified his U.S. dollar holdings. He's got five percent in USDC, four percent in TUSD, three percent in Pax, and three percent in Dai. What the fuck are you worried? They're gonna fluctuate one cent in one direction or the other. All of those are better than Tether, sure, but like, <laughs> pick one. Jesus fucking Christ, why do you need all of them?
1: Uh, yeah, where's the gamble? Uh, Is this the I want to see some gamble? Let's take some calculated risk. Just holding US dollars. Find a top one thousand cryptocurrency, you know, market cap coin, and get in
0: there. I don't even know. You can't make money on the US dollar. It deflates as a fucking rule. Like, uh, I don't know what's going on here, but uh, he doesn't even have Maker. He's just got the dice. Pick a coin, any coin, and just get in there and stop it with the spreading out of the. Just cash it out or, you know what? Leave it in tether. You deserve it. This is like a retirement
1: fund for crypto.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. All right. That's it. That's my uh, that's my dingus 69 portfolio roast. So there you go. It's all set. <laughs> and, uh, and that's how we're going to close out the episode. Other than mentioning that the reason I did that is because he's a Patreon. And if you're at least on our uh, secure node level or higher, you do get priority access to all mailbag questions and portfolio roasts. Now, it doesn't mean you can ask me anything, but we're going to put it out there. If it's an option and, and it and it fits with the show and uh, and it's fun, so that's what we just did. And if you want to be a member of the Patreon, check it out patreon.com/slash/crypto basic. Yeah, and you can join for as low as a dollar an episode, and then you get an engine uh, token. That's it's got five engine built in, so that's up to like what, like sixty cents now or something. Fifteen cents, fifteen cents. Well, but. Yeah, I was total. So oh yeah, yeah that's seventy five cents, cents. Yeah, right 75 there. Seventy five cents. So it's so if you just if you, it almost pays for itself, not really, but because we do at least four or five episodes in a month. But you know, you're gonna get some money back, and then if, if engine goes up, you're gonna have those engine forever, and then you can destroy that and make the tokens worth more for everybody else who's a who's a Patreon member. So there you go. There you have and it. That's it. This was a that's it. we're wrapping this short episode up, which is not short. We thought it was gonna be, but it didn't end up being that way. I wanted to do a nice thirty-minute episode where I didn't talk that much, and here we are, forty-five minutes in. Yeah, uh, we're we're long we're long-form guys. Yeah, nothing we can do. Couldn't even stop it. All right, that's it. Remember, we are not financial advisors. Please, all investments have inherent risk. Do your own research. Nothing we said is accurate except for Dingus's stupid U.S. dollar diversification and make sure to join our discord if you want to yell at some of these people They're most of them are in there when they that's where we get a lot of our mailbag questions some of them come through email but most of the time we'll get them there and uh the discord has gotten super active over the last few days i mean it's very clear that people are coming back because of the because of the bull market and our discord community is awesome i say it all the time and it might sound like i'm just trying to blow smoke but really like people have arguments in there and then like tell each other how much they love them afterwards so it's great definitely and
1: shout out to Brant the big Brant for or it was sorry it was the Black Brant the Black Brant for a great explanation on how transactions kind of uh are supposed to look on charts
0: <laughs> for bitcoin transactions <laughs> it was very helpful for yeah, me he's a, he's a big bitcoin cash supporter but he's been on the show so uh he's 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 a big bitcoin big cash supporter that has a lot of very good reasoning and opinions on that stuff and he loves it when i talk shit about bitcoin which i'm not i'm not happy with based on how they're the Bitcoin community is still on my shit list for how they reacted to the tether news. So that's it. All right, we're out of here. We'll see you next week. See same you next bat week. Time, same bat channel without Kareem. Cause he's still traveling fucking Europe. Peace.